so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Dans le paquet, ils n'ont pas signalé en jeu face à Joël Bach et ça va être le but de Chris Wallet. de Wallet 1-0 pour l'Olympique de Marseille. Hello everyone and welcome to the Marseille View. I'm Stefan and I'm your host tonight. It's that time of the year where we're all ready for the new season ahead. We've had a busy summer transfer period. We've had pre-season out the way now, and it's time for the restart of Ligue 1. On tonight's show, we'll summarise the Mercato, we'll analyse our pre-season performances, and we'll spend much of the show discussing our thoughts for the season ahead. Now with me tonight is Ben. How are you? Good. Optimistic. Um, cautiously optimistic, reserved, excited bit concerned about some areas, looking forward to unpacking it all. Yeah, absolutely. And we will kind of do a bit of a deep dive into what we've seen and what we're expecting as, as the podcast goes on. But we've also got another guest with us tonight. So, well, not guest, we've got, we've got a new a new face with us tonight, um, or voice uh, that is joining us. So that's all the way from Finland. It's uh, Junia. Uh, good evening. How are you? Good evening, everybody. Uh, I'm very good. I'm quite excited to be here. Uh, a bit stressed, obviously, but um, but <laughs> I'm sure it's going to be fine. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, I'm really pleased to have have you joining, especially coming from a new a new region. It's always good to have um, you know representation from different parts of the world. So yeah, very pleased. Um, we always ask everyone to say a couple of words about how they started supporting Marseille. Can you share us your story, Julia? Yeah, sure. Um, so, like, I, I guess, like, like uh, quite a lot of us, um, I was uh, 11 years old uh, when uh, when uh, Marseille won the, the European Cup. Um, so I was like nine or ten, uh, also during all all, all this all, all this time. Um, so my first, all my first memories are all linked with OM, like my football wise. Um, I never, I never lived in the in the region of Marseille, but um, but it's always been like a important team for me. Like even after I, I moved away, it was like a like a connection, you know, to keep on with France and with like something that was very different than than the culture where I live now, which is Finland. And uh, I especially got like got back very close to the team about like four years ago, I would say. You know, like uh, during the um, during the year that that led us to the, to the European final. And uh, since that time, it's been uh, yeah, it's been like a, a frustrating story, but uh, but um, but also like I try to watch like every competitive game, and 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 you know, it's my uh, it's my gang <laughs> for the good and the bad. Are you the only OM fan in Finland? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, I, I checked. Uh, I checked the internet, and um, they they used to be, I think, some at some point in the '90s, they used to be a Apparently, like a, 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 a club linked to Finland and, and OM, but um, it, it doesn't seem active at all. So I don't know. But I don't know if anyone hears me from Finland. Uh, 
please join me and we'll, we'll try to we'll try to start something that 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 that, that could be very funny i'm pretty sure there's there's someone at least one or two people we've come across on twitter that interacts with our page i'm sure from finland um but yeah that would be great i mm. I, I, I i i would really like to get in, in in contact with people okay great um okay so i think we'll get started then so maybe we'll start i think with the pre-season so um the last time we podcasted we covered well, I think Ben, you covered. You watched a couple of the games against uh, Martique and Set, um, and since then we've had quite a few. I see proper games, you know, like games against um, better opposition. I suppose is the kindest way I could say it. Um, so we played uh, Servette. So we, I think, we won three one against Servette, and then we went on to play Braga, if I'm not mistaken. And that was a one one draw. Yep. And then we faced Benfica, and that was a 2-1 win, was it? 1-1? One, one? Oh, forgetting uh, A draw, I think. <laughs> was it 1-1 one, one as well? No, I can't remember. What was the score against Benfica? Was it 1-1 one, one or 2-1? Oh, apologies. It was 1-1. It was one, one. Yeah, one, 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 okay. And then we faced uh, Villarreal, and that was 2-1. Um, so, I, I don't know. I guess like maybe what we'll, we'll do is we'll just sort of talk about just quite generally about what we've seen so far. Um, I, I could, Maybe I'll just um, preface it by saying that um, before tonight's show, I mean, I'm just looking you know, at online and speaking to people. Um, there seems to be a lot of positivity about what we've seen over pre-season and I don't know if that's impacted by the activity in the Mercato and maybe sometimes that gives you a sort of, could maybe even a false sense of, of, or, 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 I don't know if the, if that's right to say excitement, but um, it gives you the, the sense that some positive things are happening. But certainly on the pitch as well, people s- seem to think that things have looked quite good. Um, I don't know what what are your thoughts like in the games that you've seen. Are you generally happy with how Marseille performed or not? Uh, yes, yes. Look, we. Um, I mean. You, you rightfully said in, in the WhatsApp group, it's pre-season, not get carried away. Um, but if, you, if, if I was to summarise the takeaways, um, unbeaten, which is, is good. Uh, uh, you know, it's not the be-all and end-all with friendlies, but for a new team that's still gelling together and, and players that um, are adapting to new systems as well, because... Uh, it, it, you know, sampoli has been very fluid and, and very interchangeable with his systems, even during games. Um, it's good to be unbeaten. It's good to have, to have held our own against teams like Braga and Benfica, which are similar to, to, to Ligue 1 teams that we will face in, in their style, but are also European teams that are qualified for European Cups. And we, we've just beat the holders of the Europa League, Villarreal. Um, granted, in my opinion, they were, they were down to 10 men bit harshly um, the second booking just after half time like that and it, when we played the whole half um, 11 against 10 but for, for large parts of that game even in, uh, 11 v 11 we held our own and we, we were better we were on the front foot we had them running scared at the back um, we, we were just lucky and, and maybe this is down to some party system not playing a nine playing a false nine we, we, were, we were often lacking someone on the end of crosses that um, Enrique, Enrique and um, uh, even Ender was, was, was whipping in a few in the first half. So 
I, I'm satisfied with what I've seen in terms of the intent um, and, and, and the, 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 obviously, the obvious attitudes. Um, you can tell that this is Sampoli's squad. He's got the players and the roles and profiles of players he wants. The systems that, that we're playing in is, are, are constantly front foot, attacking, trying to get the, the opponent by the, fr- the throat. Um, some defensive flotations uh, in, in the Salvette and Braga games, but since Luan Perez and Saliba have started, I think the, the Benfica game and the Villarreal game, I've been a lot more convinced that we have a solid defence that can play a high line um, and will get caught up maybe once or twice. But overall, I think that, that they are ball-playing defenders and physical and, and skilled enough to, to be able to play that high line in that system. Um, I think that those are the main takeaways for me. The system needs tweaking, it needs perfecting, but the players seem to, to, be, to, be, to be adapted to it. And, and we have good profiles of players down the wings, notably. We have proper wingers who can dribble, who are fast and who can cross the ball. Um, the midfield... Is, is producing play and distributing for the front players and not just running around and, and carrying the ball and, and always end up, ending up passing backwards because they're out, they don't find solutions like Sanson and Rongier were um, for, for large parts of last season and the season before. Um, and uh, Dimitri Payet is in, is in, again, the form of his life every, every, every <laughs> second year, isn't it? And... Uh, that's that's interesting. Maybe it's something to pick apart later. A bit too soon, maybe. <laughs> well, <let's laughs> we'll see about that. Let's hope not. But that's that's it. Those are the takeaways. The preseason has been a success. Players look fit. Players look like they 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 are gelling well. They looks like it looks like there's a good atmosphere. Um, but there are there are some some concerns that maybe we can discuss after you guys have said your piece. Probably. Everything I'm seeing is going to just echo what you've already said. Um, just thinking about Pai, actually, um, I mean, he's been fantastic, hasn't he? Particularly against the last game against Villarreal, he was really, really thriving, I think, in, in his, his own performance. You could see how how happy and confident he looks. Um, I do. I was just thinking, like, you know, if I think back at the year before, and I talk about this all the time in the podcast, I'm sorry, but last year, um, last summer, he spent the whole summer posting pictures of what food he was eating or what what food he was preparing at home, um, and he <laughs> came into the season quite overweight, and yeah, it just feels that it's a bit of a contrast, doesn't it? I mean, he's still a lot stockier than he was a few years ago, but I suppose that's expected, but... He just looks like someone who's concentrating on his football at the moment, and that's a really good sign. And he's that kind of player um, that you, yeah, I guess he's, he's. I don't want to say like some of a cliche. I don't want to say he's a confidence player, but he's a player that you need kind of in the right sort of frame of mind, doesn't it? He he's um, exactly. he's very much up and down. He's almost like it's he's almost like he's bipolar or something. He's he goes through periods of just real um, where he's just really like low um, and, and doesn't have much impact, and you know his body language is poor on the pitch, and then you know you see more periods like like we've seen um, in the recent games where he's just really like he's flying, you know, um, and he's like absolutely like playing to the, the the top of his potential, I guess. So it's really good to see him playing in that sort of way and looking like he's enjoying. His game and the, and the, and his role, I suppose, in the side and and maybe um, the coach has had a big impact on him. He was playing better, I think, um, 
when Sam Pauli came in at the end of last season. I don't know if you get if what you get what you guys think, but I, th- I think he's yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of gradual sort of improvement of him um, since Fuerasbos has gone. You know, was, was since the change of coach, so it's like it's given him a sort of rebirth, I suppose. So yeah, kind of pleased about him. Um, sorry, Julian, I don't know if you if you want to come in there or not. No, but yeah. About Payet, um, yeah, there could be something quite special going on between him and 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 and, and Sam Paoli. Um, if we remember uh, how it happened with, with with Bielsa, also, like he he really he really got something going. I think Sam Paoli might be the sort of the sort of coach that you know that 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 he needs this sort of like very big motivator and this sort of like someone who really is a bit like possessed by football and and also like very close to his players and and maybe like like you know Dimitri is someone who needs a bit of a personal coach I think and uh and Sampaoli could be could be just that so so that's nice also also I think um maybe the departure of 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 certain players um from the from the team you know we all know he was not the best of friends with uh with Florian Tovin so so maybe that also like freed him a bit. Like maybe he found he he really finds his place in this team, and he, he you know, I I I just hope his his, his form will uh, will last because when he's like that, he's a top player. Yeah, I guess the question is whether or not his legs can do it as well. Um, his age, you know, we know he's got the ability, but his age is not on his side, I suppose. So yeah, um, yeah, just a, a couple other thoughts I had on pre-season was um. Thinking about the system and the formation, so you touched upon um, that, Ben, and how we've seen lots of changes, um, which is, seems to be the Sam Pauli way since he's been at Marseille. I think it's, uh, it's quite hard for me as a spectator, I, I think, sometimes to understand the formation on the pitch. It, seems to be, it always seems to change and people are moving around and I, I really do struggle sometimes to to, to figure out who's playing where. Um, and I noticed that... Uh, in the games, he's been playing a back three, um, quite um, I think always. And um, there was I think some comments he made a couple of months back where he said that he was hoping that going into next season he would prefer to play with a back four. But that doesn't seem to be what we have prepared for during the the summer, don't you think? I, I'm a bit confused about what system he really wants to play because that's I thought he was going to evolve into a 4-3-3 but it looks like he's sticking to this back three whether it's a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3 or what I'm not yeah I don't know I think I think we've seen what what I've seen is two flavors of of that formation so I think that the 4-4 the 4-4-2 comments were based on his his pro well the the the, the, t- the system he's employed at previous clubs, but also I think it was um, it was maybe a bit tongue in cheek in the sense that with the players at his disposal, without the reinforcements that we've seen come in, maybe it was a, it was a consideration that four four two was more adapted to this team because we we saw at times last year that Chiretta Alvaro and um, and Ballardi were, were were a bit confused in defence. Um, no, to be away to Montpellier, but I think I, what what I've seen is, and what I think we will see is, we will see the three at the back. But the, I think what will change will be the two wide players every time, and he, and that's I think that's where he's been the most um, 
interchangeable not only during games but but in his lineup so far is when when he does what he did on um, Saturday against Villarreal it was Luis Enrique on the, on the left and under on the right which is the, the, the classic false wingers thing however to, to Enrique's credit and I think this is down to him having spent six months of San Paoli already and, and the coaching is paying off and he's also bulked up massively physically I think he can I'm, I'm a lot more convinced when I see him in these games that he can cover the defensive aspects as well to an extent um, and I think that's that's system A, which will be having pure out-and-out wingers that don't necessarily have to defend um, in that system. And that will be when we're playing against teams that are going to play 10 in defence at the Villodrome. You know, your Nîmes, your... Your, your, uh, your, your Angers. Your, and... your Angers, those, those teams that we struggled against last year to break down at home and away. And I think away is when we will see the likes of Amadi... Um, and um, Lirola, if he does come back, or whoever ends up being the right back, but we will see less offensive players and more defensive-minded players that will still have those attacking responsibilities down the wings, but will will we, will be a bit more cautious maybe in the bigger games where they still have to play the defensive aspect so that the midfield is freed up to 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 focus on winning that that physical battle in the middle of the park. So that's that's the main change I've seen. Um, in midfield as well, I think, and, and this, I've said my thoughts on Kamara many times. If he doesn't extend, I don't want to see him in the team anymore. Um, I just, I just want this to be the clear message to anybody else who does this in the future that you don't take the club hostage. We should have done it with Tovai, especially when it went to shit. Um, maybe, maybe somebody in Longoria should have had the balls to say you're in the reserves if you're going to leave. However, look, we, we know we're, we're in dire straits. We're desperate for any result at the end of last season, so whatever. But, but what I've seen is Gay worried me quite a bit in the first three games. He looked off the pace, but that, since he's not played alongside Kamara, he's, he's really stepped up. I get, I get the impression, and this was already the case, I think I said it in a few episodes last season, towards the end of last season, I don't think they're complementary. They're too similar, him and Kamara, mm-hmm. because they step on each other's toes. They, they play in the same zone. I think that if he is the only defensive midfield, defensive-minded midfielder in that in that in that eleven, he's been brilliant in the last three games. Benfica, he was outstanding. Villarreal, he was really good. The number of balls he he got back, I think it was something like eighty percent of successful tackles or something in both games. It was it was a ridiculous stat, and it frees up Jefferson and, and Genduzi to do their thing, which is make the play, dictate tempo, um, and and so. <sighs> That's the main change I've seen is that I think Sampoli now that, that I'd be very surprised if that isn't the midfield trio that starts this Sunday against Montpellier. I'd be disappointed almost if he if he put Gamaha back in because the balance we've found in terms of creating play and, and attacking attacking formation and transitioning quickly from defence to attack with those three players in the middle, uh, those, those for me are the two system tweaks that I've seen and that I think we will see throughout the season. One or two more things. So, um, I, which players? I suppose I, I know you've kind of already mentioned, but is there any particular players um, that you have seen over the preseason that you're particularly pleased with? Um, if I say first, I as as I always say, I'm a big fan. Is I, I really liked what I've seen from Luis Enrique. Um, I think he's been just yeah, just really exciting on the left wing. I know this this um, he's had. 
times where he's looked a little bit sloppy, but there's a lot of his play I thought has been very you know influential. He's created chances, created goals. Um, yeah, I just really um, I really like what I see. I see a player that's developing, that's blossoming, and I think next season could be a big year for him as long as he gets in the team more. But I think his position is certainly maybe a little bit under threat because of how well Conrad De La Fuente has also performed in pre-season as well. So he's also done really well. So I think there's a real, perhaps going to be a bit of a battle for that position on the left side. So yeah, um, and obviously we said Pai is was great as well. But I don't know who else. What who did you think performed well, guys? Um, so so as as as, as I said uh, offline, like I, I I didn't watch myself much of the preseason game, so I cannot really like give some so much like my own opinion. Um, but I've heard a lot of good about Juan Perez, like. Uh, you know, like that seems like a a, a very a, a very secure um, defender, like elegant, um, like good on the ball, good passing, ability to play high. Like apparently, he's gonna bring a lot a, a, a lot of qualities to our defense. So so I'm excited by him. I've never been the biggest fan of Alvaro myself. Um, respect to the to the grinta of the guy, as we say in French, but. But um, but I've never seen the you know and and Kaletatsa, well you know he he left us uh, already uh, in his head at least uh, you know like after the after the the winter the the winter mercato so so you know I'm I'm happy to see him and also of course like Conrad de la Fuente also like seems like a a really nice um really nice transfer for for three million euros um. The guy definitely has a lot of of qualities and and he's brave. Like he he really goes for it and he doesn't he doesn't think too much. He he, he and that's you know that sounds very encouraging. Yeah, Ben. What about you? Any any players that you just want to say that you're you're pleased with their performances or not? Please. Um, I, I could do a few tops and flops. Um, tops. I've said Payet. We know he's, he's, he looks like he's on form. Hope long may it last. Um, the, the star man, and, and I can't. I, I, I'm glad that I'm vindicated on this. <laughs> I'm glad that a few other people agree with me in the WhatsApp group. But Genduzi is going to completely change our midfields and the way we we, we dictate play. Um, just just his on the ball quality, his temperament, which he is feisty, but I think he's he's going to step up and he's going to he's going to evolve into a natural leader in this team. Um, and Sampoli, I can see him being Sampoli's man on the on the pitch, which is, you know, the the sort of the, the aggressive little pit bull, but the, also the, the the general who will push the team up and pick pick the game up by a scruff of the neck. He's done it so many times in in the, in the preseason games. Um, I, I I just can't remember the last time we had a player of of that profile in our midfield. Um, he's, he's like a mix of of Lucho and Zambuangisa. Where he's got the physicality and, and um, sort of physical presence and, and game reading of, of Zambongi Sabans, he, he he reached that level when we went to Europa League final that season. Mm-hmm. But he, but he, he, his distribution and, and some of his vision, um, the quality of his passing going forward is, is very is a bit Lucho Gonzalez-esque. I'm, you know, I'm obviously exaggerating a bit, but he can create, he can defend and he's French as well so a bit of a soft spot for him he's, he's like an honorary Mino um, he really shines and 
Um, if he flops, we'll by the way, you know we'll hold that against you, that line. <laughs> if he flops, we'll say he's from Paris. <laughs> no, That's what we'll do. <laughs> but um, but Luan Perez, very good as well. Um, and Conrad, yes, I think Conrad, notably, uh, Steph, I think it's because when we were, when we were chatting with Brian Charetta last time, he was, you know, it's interesting, and maybe this is to Conrad's credit, or maybe... Um, you know, maybe Brian's info was a bit outdated, who knows, but in any case, he stepped out. Um, you know, for someone, for a kid who's come from Barca B, to be thrown at the deep end and the confidence and the ability he's shown so far, yes, it's been only pre-season, but I'm thinking, you know, after, after Brian intervened, I was thinking, well, shit, maybe he'll be a bit part player, play, you know, we'll blood him. Similar to Luis Enrique last year, he'll play 15-odd games and, and get blood in, easy, you know, very softly. But he he seems to have adapted quickly to be responding to the coaching. He looks like he could actually compete for that that position with Luis Enrique, and it's pleasant surprise that we have two players of that quality seemingly on on that left wing. Um, and then in the flops, Alvaro, uh, I think a maybe he's not physically ready, but I think just his profile is not is not set yet again for this defence at three. He's he's your last man defender. That will, that will go in for the last-minute challenge or, or will be hard on, on marking on set pieces and stuff. But he's, he's just he's made a few mistakes and his reading of the game and his positioning in some of these friendlies has been a bit, bit questionable. Um, and then, oh, trying to think of another flop, I think that's it. You're, you're going to say Ender, aren't you, Steph? Oh yeah, I mean I forgot about him. I wasn't going to say anything, but yeah, I wasn't. I've not been. I've not been pleased. With him. But actually, we'll, we 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 can talk about the Mercato, um Actually, next we'll just we can okay. kind of summarise uh, the, the signings. Second flop. Second, well, second flop, and it's maybe this is harsh, but I, I, I'm I'm curious to see Paul Lopez in in action at some point. It's disappointing he wasn't able to be blooded in pre-season, but Bondanda is he just he just looks like it's the season too much. Um, he was very slow to go to ground in many games. His distributions is as shocking as ever. Um, you know, I love him to bits. Club legends deserves a statue, but I really hope that we we move on from him this season. Um, at the point, I'm at the point where um, Simon Engas showed showed so much quality in in the in the games where he played that I'd rather see Paul Lopez number one than Simon second and Mondanda third choice and. And that big brother semi goalkeeping coach role, um, because we just need to move on. That's it. Um, guys, w- what did you think about about Gerson? Because I've I've heard like um, some comments were quite critical about him, and I, I think considering like the 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 fact that he's just finished his season in Brazil not long ago, plus the adaptation, plus the pressure of a big transfer, etc. I don't think it would be. Uh, I don't think we should expect too much of him. But um, like on the on the on the social networks, like there there, there was quite a lot of harsh comments about him. So, what are your opinions on that? He's. Um, I think his initial performances were really really strong. Um, and then mm-hmm. he had a couple of games. I think where I think it was against the two Portuguese sides, maybe where he was just a little bit quiet. I thought he had a good game against Villarreal. Um, I think he, he looks like a player that's got a lot of quality. He's clearly um, got um, great technical qualities. Um, he's, he looks very all-round, you know. He's got pace, he can p- 
pick a pass. He's got skill. He can. He can. Um, he's got good upper body strength and stuff. So he, he, I think he'll be quite good in the the physical side of the game. But yeah, I think. I mean, it's going to take him some time to adapt. So I think it's. And as you said, he's come. You know, on the back of a pretty um, full on end of the season, I suppose well, in Brazil. Half, yeah. yeah. So he's he's, he's played half the season now. Yeah, so it's, well, I guess we'll sort of see whether and how that affects his sort of fitness levels. But I don't know. I think I think we can't really say until we see him actually in Ligue 1 and how mm. he sort of. Where do you in. see it? Where do you see him on the pitch? Like, uh, uh, because there, there's been debate about that also. Like, is he playing too high, or is it going to be a bit of a of a problem with Payet, or or or, or how, how is all that? I don't what, personally, do but I'm not maybe not as great as breaking down the sort of tactics as. As Ben is, but um, for me, no, I think he's probably what we need. You know, someone who can um, sort of surge forwards and, and can play a bit higher, but can also kind of get stuck in as well. So I think um, with, you know, as Ben was saying, with Bibacar Kamara and Gay uh, and Rangier as well, I think we've got a lot of players that maybe are a little sitting a bit too deep and um, maybe cancel each other out a bit too much. So maybe Gerson provides something a bit. More um in, in the attacking third, so I think I, I think it would be fine. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Looking forward. <laughs> I thought I thought it was good. Um, but I think I, I where I where I, yeah he did. I don't think he slumped, but I think he he was really good in the in the first three games against Salvet. He was exceptional. Well, not exceptional, but it was very good against Salvet. But it's Salvet, you know, it's Geneva. Um, and then Braga and Benfica. Yeah, he struggled a bit more, but because you know they they were a bit more. Ahead of us in their pre-season program for the start, um, I think they played two extra games by that point, and you could clearly see that their midfield were were, were very close to him and not leaving him time on the ball that he was he'd had in previous games. Um, it was, I found him very interesting in the last game in the first half, where him and Payet were constantly interchanging in the number ten false number nine position, um, and if you look at the the um, the first goal on the on the the, um, the build up that leads to the, the the free kick he was playing as the false nine and um, I think he he makes a dummy or something that's a brilliant dummy that leads to the ball being being able to shift quickly quicker to the left side and it, yeah I think he was very good I think that's where we will see him is him and Payet interchanging as and when Payet gets tired after a burst of uh, or or a run or something or if the, if 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 he's in a better position to to boom forward, then Payet takes his place and slots into that midfield three. Um, but I, I think that when I, what I've seen of him, his intelligence, where he positions himself between the lines, and also every time he plays the ball, he gets into position and asks for it back straight away. I mean, he's obviously not going to get it back every time, but he's always... If he's doing a one-touch pass upon receiving the ball or he takes it under control, passes it back or passes it sideways or forward, he's constantly making the supporting run. And that means that he's going to clear a lot of space for the, for the likes of Payet, for the likes of Genduzi to run into to receive the ball in, in, in very attacking positions and zones that we're not used to seeing Marseille midfielders playing because we've been so used to Sanson and Rongier being... being you know, energy balls that are a bit clueless when it comes to to the intelligence and and reading the game and and the football IQ. So that's where I rate him highly. Um, I, I guess we're kind of um, we're 
Pretty late, to be honest. I think it's been a lot of time on the preseason. Oh, um, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, we kind of sort of. I was going to say we sort of sort of merged into that. I, um, now, because the the only things I wanted to say was that we've not really seen um, the number nine yet. You know, we haven't really seen Melik back yet. So I think we'll, we'll, I think maybe we can talk about that later when we look at the, the season and how that's going to sort of improve our game, hopefully. And I just wanted to make a comment about how nice it was to see fans at the velodrome the other day as well in the Villarreal game. Um, and again, I guess we can talk about that later but um, and how that might impact us. But um, yeah, so I think we've, as you said, we've kind of sort of flowed right into the Mercato and we've kind of talked about a number of the arrivals already. Gerson, Gerson Luan Perez... Um, we talked about Conrad De La Fuente. You know, we signed so many players. Um, we talked about Paul Lopez. We, we so didn't many... talk about Unda and yeah, um, yeah, we, Saliba. We, absolutely, so far, yeah. Um, so we signed so many players um, that it's so um, it's, you know it's so hard to talk about them all. But yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen uh, you know we've done a couple of episodes before. We've seen what is it? How many signings is it? We've made eight, I think. Eight, um, eight signings so far, something like that. Yep. I yeah, think ten. Like considering the, if we take the the loanies, it's, yeah. uh, it's yeah. like oh yeah yeah. If we count Radonjić back and uh, etc., then it's it's like ten. So what are your thoughts about the others that were ones we've not talked about? Um, Saliba, I guess. Um, uh, uh, Saliba, I, I I didn't know him myself very well. Um, I've had a bit like mixed uh, mixed like uh, feedback about him. Um, but s- s- someone I, I I trust quite much that is that that was uh, following Nice last season said that you know like he's he's very talented and and for uh, like he for his young age he's uh, he's also like a like a, a very solid and and and, and brave d- 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 defender and 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 also like good with the ball etc. So you know like like. It sounds very promising. Maybe the question is like, what are we going to do with all these with all these defenders? Um, um, but okay, there's going to be lots of games this this season. But um, but obviously also like a, a very solid, uh, very solid new player for the team. I'm been pretty impressed by him. I, I do like him already um, from what I've seen of him at Saint Etienne and, and at Nice. I think he's a very good player, um, a lot of potential. I think physically he's so he's so powerful looking for you know for his age. You know, we saw him break through I think when he was about seventeen at Saint Etienne and he just looks physically a beast. So yeah, I, I do so I do he's, like him. He's six foot he's six foot three, ninety four kilos. <laughs> yeah. He's a beast. Yeah. I really like him, so I think he will be a good signing for us. Um yeah, and I, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's kind of it's, the the defense is quite exciting. You're right. There's too many players, uh, and we've even seen rumors that we might be sending another def- central defender. I think we've been linked to Nikola Maksimovic um, mm-hmm. on a free free transfer. Who's at Napoli? So that seems bizarre to me. There's too many. Um, I really, I really wanted to see Kamara try in the back three, but I don't think we're going to get to see that, and he might, he's probably not going to stay. So um, I'm a little bit disappointed in that sense. I, I'm like you, I'm not a fan of Alvaro, so I wanted to see Kamara kind of give give a shot. But um, yeah, I'm happy with Saliba. Yeah, I don't know, Ben, have you got anything to say about Saliba? 
Mahmoud Shiraz goes, yeah, agree. Um, he's athletic, he's fast, he's he, he's intelligent. Um, I think he's gonna he's gonna him and Luan Perez are gonna be they look very complimentary as well already. But I think that you know, with the amount of games we have to play with Europa League, um, etc., they're going to be precious. Their their stamina and their consistent their, their ability to to play lots of games in a row um, is is good. And Belardi seems to be pretty complimentary with both of them as well. So, search wood, we found the, the the right players for that three at the back system. And um, I'm I'm convinced from what I've seen so far. I hope it lasts. Yeah, um, and what do you what do you think about Under so far? What 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 are your impressions of this signing? Well, why, why don't you set the tone, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll we'll, we'll try and uh, we'll try and find him some qualities. <laughs> okay. You talked about him quite quite much in the in the last podcast, if I yeah, remember. Yeah, but we'd never really yeah. seen him, I suppose. So mm-hmm. um, now that we've seen, I guess we've seen a few games of him in Marseille. Yeah, I mean Ben. ben Finds it amusing that I've written them off already. So, uh, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I'm not a fan personally. I think he's got like he's clearly got some quality, but I, I think he's very, he's too much like uh, Radonjic for me. And he's got a little bit of Tovan in him as well. I think he's a player who's quite explosive, got pace, can hit a good shot, got a bit of skill. But I just find him a very frustrating player and a very a, a little bit selfish at times. He's always looking. To dribble, cut in and shoot, dribble, cut in and shoot, and it's too predictable. And um, yeah, I just I, I think it's going to be a bit of a liability for me. Uh, so not not, not much more in, intelligent on the pitch than uh, no, than Radonjic. Yeah, absolutely not. I think he lacks intelligence. I think that's probably the best that's way to pity. say it. That's yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm guessing Ouch. you've not seen him yet, <laughs> Julian. Not much, not much. I, I on, on on some highlights and etc. But no. yeah. He's again a guy that looks good in highlights. That's the problem. You know? Yeah, exactly. You yeah, can make like... a good YouTube video of him and he'll look great, but mm-hmm. I don't think he is that great. I think I think he'll come good. I think he'll come good in Ligue 1 once he's adapted. Um, I agree with you. He's, he's, he's going to be the one that you, you hate to love, but you love to hate because he's, he's going to be that easy target like Tovan was because of his style. That when it does come off, it's going to be an amazing goal or an amazing assist. But when it doesn't come off, you're going to be screaming like, why the fuck did you cut inside for the 10th time and try and shoot with your left again? Um, but to compare with Tovar, I think he is a pure winger, which is is different from Tovar that, that slowed down the game. I don't see Ender doing the same thing Tovar does when he gets the ball. He's constantly trying to get past his man and run down the wing. And that's already a key difference because... Just, just the, the territorial coverage, and the way that that's going to free up space for whoever's playing on the right side of the midfield, but also um, to Payet to drift a bit, bit wider as well. Um, I think that's going to be a big difference compared to, to Tovan's style and, and his positioning. Um, and the, 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 the other quality I've seen is his set pieces are pretty damn good from what I've seen so far, um, and it's good to have. Um, you know, he got. He's, I think he's got an assist for Alvaro and Tatitian in, in one of the games at, at, in, in the last five minutes from a corner. Um, his crossing's good. I mean, he whipped in a cross in the last game before we, we scored, or just after. I can't remember where Payet almost got on the end of it, and it was one of those perfect balls that's whipped into the six-yard area, but too clo- too too quick for the keeper to to get on to, to try and anticipate. But Payet was just too short, so. I like the way he's very direct, 
that I think I agree with you, Steph. He could be frustrating, but I, I, I wouldn't go as far as insulting him and saying he's as, he, he's on Radonich level. I think he's he's a much better profile and player than Radonich, but time will tell. Okay, so I guess final question about Mercato is just we've not really seen anything in terms of departures. I've seen a lot of arrivals, and we were supposed to bring in some money. Um, and I think we had to, you know, to satisfy um, the NCG financial fair play, we need to start selling players. Um, I don't know, what are we confident we're going to see some outgoings over the next few weeks? And who do you think is most likely to leave? Well, you know, it, we, we could have a never-ending debate about the the inability or at least the, the huge difficulties that OM has to sell players and the, and, and the reason for that. Um, actually, I don't have I don't have an answer. Um, I thought I thought that with um, with like our new our, our new president, like we would we you know we would much get get much better at at, at that. And well, so far um, we managed to bring in a lot of new players, but but still no no departures. It seems like like Buba Kamaha and. Much to my sadness, and I guess I'm not the only one. I I, I guess his his story with OM is 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 over or about to 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 be over. Apparently, he has received a a decent or generous offer from the club, and he he refuses to sign. There is no r- rumors about him also in um in AC Milan. I think I don't know how how serious these ones are, but um also Monaco. But I don't know what what a pity would it be to to see him go for fifteen millions to to Monaco, but but maybe better than 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 keep him this season. I think I heard I don't know if I don't know if it was Stefan or Ben you you had quite harsh words about uh, uh, about Buba. I think I don't know I I think at the moment uh, people are being a bit a bit harsh with him because I don't really I don't really think he's done any any bad to the club and he's been basically like. Last last season when we were struggling and 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 you know we we couldn't get a proper proper game on the pitch and and the team was 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 really appalling to to be honest he was one of the rare guys that actually like showed uh, you know showed uh, you know bravery and and respect for the club like there was not so many of them so I don't know I I, I find that that a bit sad what is going on at the moment I don't really know the the reason behind like why he doesn't want to. To, to sign again with the club, like considering everybody seems quite enthusiastic about this season, he could totally have his. Uh, maybe he's thinking that he wouldn't be like uh, a key player anymore, and and he wants uh, he wants to step up. I don't know, I don't know, but it's I don't know. I'm a bit I'm a bit bitter so far, but we'll see how the how the whole story with with Buba will end. But but so far it's a bit um, it's a bit disappointing. I'm with you. It bends the Kamara hater. I'm a big fan of Kamara, so I I want him to stay. Um, Before you go, Ben, I'll just say, in terms of departures, like I'm, I'm a bit worried that nobody's going to be sold, um, or if they are, they're going to be sold on the cheap. Like you know, Kamara for fifteen million is pretty shocking. Um, Chiletta Saar. um, I I think he's if he goes, he's probably going to go for less than what we paid for him. Cut a few years ago, which is which isn't good business. Um, even even if the market today is is affected by by COVID, and then I don't know, maybe did, let's talk about Benedetto going. 
I'm not even sure there's there's any point in selling him for like three, four million or you know whatever pennies we're able to to scrape in for Benedetto. What's the point if he's a good backup option? We're not we're going to have to spend more on a replacement. I don't know. Um, Apparently, he's had a decent preseason also. So. Yeah, so he has looked okay. He's got a couple of goals. So um, yeah, I don't even know if that's worth the bother. So yeah, I'm kind of thinking. I don't know. I think we might end up panicking and selling quite a few players on the cheap at the end. And then, yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing. So, I don't know. Ben, have you got any thoughts? Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, maybe I'm harsh with Kamara, but I just don't like, you know, the attitude. I mean, if we have really put a decent offer forward to him, he he's the one who's always sort of dictated the, the, the contract thing. I mean, even when he signed pro. He didn't want more than three years. Then he extended for a year. Now he, he, he God knows what's going on now. But I'm just, I just, I'm, we need to send a message to players that, you know, Tovan's done it. Um, we, we can't let it happen again. Um, you know, Mino or not Mino, he he should at least have decency in my eyes to do what Natri did. We'll sell you for 15, 20 million, but you sign another year so that we have we have leverage when we're talking to clubs and we're not we're not bent over a barrel because they're saying to us. He's only got 12 months left. Why are, you, why are you asking so much? Anyway, yeah, I think I, I think you're right, Steph. I fear that we're going to get to the last two weeks of August when either... Well, I think we're there now. I think we're now in a position where we we can't do the all out because we need to, to, to spend the cash. Um, no matter how you structure that transfer, you need to have funds. And the only way to get funds is to sell. Chaitatsar um, and Kamara, I think I'd be... I'd, I'd, I've seen enough from the team to to and especially Camara to be relieved that we we'll, we'll we'll get on without them. We'll be fine without them. I think Sampoli's prepared for that indirectly with and and he's been lucky that Gaze emerged um, as a, as a true defensive midfielder that that, that hopefully is consistent. And then Juan Perez and Saliba slotted in very quickly. Again, how much will we sell them for if if we get thirty million for both? Sadly, I think that's 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 going to be a realistic figure. Then it's better than than zero. Um, but the position we're in and the way the Mercato's played out, we've already expended expended so much, and we've already overspent and overstretched what what we can do in terms of um, structuring transfer fees and payment deals and stuff like that. That we are gonna we are now, I think, in in a bit of a limbo where we need to sell one or two of those guys to unblock some funds. Um, Again, Radonic is another one I wouldn't mind leaving, even if it's for six, seven million. Um, what I don't want to see ideally is, is another one of these loans with no obligations to buy, because it just means we have the same problem next summer. And if they're shit again, like Radonic was pretty average at, at her for Berlin, then you can't even sell them for more than five million when they come back. So that's that's the worry. Um, I think the other concern for me is that. We've, we 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 have zero right backs going into into the first league on game of the season. We have zero actual positional right backs of a professional standard. Um, and it's like, yes, we can play under out there and we can juggle with that system. But you know, Lirola Vas. Apparently, Valencia have now turned around and say they want eight million for Vas. Um, yeah, that's that's it's a bit of a worry that, that and it's it's been that way with them for the last three four years. It's always been left back or right back where we've either had only one player and no coverage or zero players. So we we need to fix that, and that's my my main concern. Is yes, we've strengthened, but 
Um, we seem to be pining up the wingers and pining up the midfielders, and, and maybe we should have tried to do the Lirola deal earlier when we still had, you know, the option to buy that was agreed at the time, rather than be in this position where we're going to kick off the league potentially with no with no right back. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to the misery there, I don't know if anyone saw this, but we, you know we recently shipped out Kevin Strutman on loan again this time to Calgary. Apparently. Um, Marseille are paying seventy percent of his wages, and um, so I, I I thought the whole reason we were shipping him out was because his wages were so high. So that just is pretty catastrophic if that's true. Um, but anyway, we are we've not even got to really talking about the season ahead. So uh, I think we have to move on uh, and look at what lies ahead. So just looking at um, the fixture list. Uh, I don't know if anyone's had a chance to 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 check out what our first few features. Uh, obviously, we've got Montpellier uh, coming up this weekend, and then I'll just have a little look. So we've got I think the first sort of three months of the season are pretty tough actually. So we've got mm-hmm. um, basically we are playing a lot of the of of the of the good team that are not likely to challenge for the title, but that will still you know that will most likely between like. Four, five, and 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 tenth at the end of the season, and they come like we're gonna play a lot of them in um, uh, to to start with, so that'll be a good test. But it's there is also danger there. If things don't I go, think, I think as well. Um, I think as well. If you look at the calendar, I've got it here. Um, we're playing a lot of them away. So mm-hmm. We're going to Montpellier. We're going to to Nice. We're going to Monaco. We're going to Angers. We're going to Lille, and we're going um, PSG. The only big team. On, on in those first three months that we're playing at home, and then we're okay, going so it's even worse than what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah so we, 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 we're going there, away right? quite a bit, and yeah, you just hope that the pre season, that the form we've seen in pre season and the intention we've seen in pre season carries on and, and we build up some points and, and strike some psychological blows against those teams in these fixtures. Because if we don't, we, we could be playing catch up a bit too late when it comes to the second half of the season, when it comes to receiving them at home. And especially, another, fa- another figure, uh, fa- fact, sorry, another, another consideration is that for now, it seems that with the, you know, vaccinations and pass sanitaire and stuff, stadiums are going to get back to full capacity fairly quickly in Ligue 1. Um, it's a bit risky having planned to play these, these teams at home in the second half of the season because it, it may not be the case that we have fans in the stadium then. Um, which would be a huge detriment. Whereas if you if you maybe try to balance it better and play and, and ask to play at least a couple of them at home in in this first couple of months when you do have the fans, it's a bit risky. But who knows? I mean, I say yeah, this knowing that yes, clubs, clubs can't pick and choose their fixtures, but we I think we do have an input in terms of um, the, the clubs that do qualify for Europe do get access to the committee to 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 ask for a certain number of. Um, you know, allowances in terms of not playing too many rivals straight after European games. Because if, uh, and, and actually, um, that seems to be the case, sadly, because um, that Lille game is after a Europa League game. Um, Monaco is just before one, and then we're playing Rennes at home just after the first Europa League game, I think. Um, we have Lens, and we have PSG after a European game as well. So it's like, oh, damn. Is this really, really going to be... Uh, you know, is this is this really what we want? <laughs> yeah, I think um, we had a similar 
thing last season in that we had a lot of tough fixtures at the start last season um, and as a result we came into like what about around about November time October November thinking that we were going to pick up lots of points and actually we didn't take advantage of when um, the games were supposedly got easier and I think sometimes you can look at the, the fixtures and just sort of get a false sense of security uh, the, the reality is is that every game is, is, is well Every game could be a hard game, you know, and and the French league is very much so where any team can really beat any team on their day. I feel so. I, I you know, I was looking at it. I looked at the first few months there, and I'm like, oh, these look really tough games. And I look at the next ones, and I'm I'm already into the this the second half of the season, and I'm thinking actually there's there's just a lot of decent teams that could um, cause us to drop points, you know. So. Um, I think whatever way you look at it, there's always going to be challenges. So I was thinking, there's a couple of things I wanted to ask about. Um, one of them is, who do you think are our, ri- our main rivals? Who are the teams that we are going to have to watch out for that are going to be battling with us for the same kind of places on on, on the table? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's rather complex. Like, well... I think there is a lot of uncertainty this season and it's not only on our side. Like there is a new coach in Lyon, there is a new coach in Rennes, there is a new one in Nice, in Montpellier, in Lille. Um, Paris will be there, obviously. I don't know. Monaco, I see them strong. Like um, they have a bit of, uh, of, of continuity. They, they were there last season. I, I don't see a, a reason why they wouldn't be here. Uh, nice will have to see also like it's it's a bit hard because because the the mercato is not over and I guess Nice might might spend some cash like a, a, a bit later uh, according to like the the possibility of the market it's it's a very strange mercato this year like generally um, so and Galtier doesn't seem happy about his team but he could they could also be a part of bluff you know or, or also like. You know, I don't know if if, if you guys followed like some of the decla- quite very harsh declaration he's made about his players and etc. But it, it could, you know, there could be about something about like trying to impose himself and also a bit of bluff or something. I I don't know, but I don't know. Obviously, we could be third between Paris and Monaco, or we could even challenge second place. But at the same time, we could also not be there. It's it's it, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. There is so many new players. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it is a strange summer, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Ben, what about you? What, what do you think? Um, who do you think we, we're going to be fighting with this season? Yeah, um, well, I agree. I agree with Judah and and, and Yusuf. Um, it's it's there are so many teams that are actually you know quite tough. Even the ones you don't expect, like your Strasbourg, can always cause you problems in your Angers. Um, I guess I think uh, optimistic. If if we if uh, the objective with the expenditure we've made and and the you know the ambitions that that Longoria is stating and Sampoli is showing in, in in on the pitch, um, third place is the minimum objective. Now, Monaco I think is is going to be the, the the biggest threat to that. Lille I think will start decently but will fade with European games. And the new coach Gorvenek. It could go, you know, it could go very well, surprisingly well, or it could go as as many people predict, tits up by December time when they're out of the Champions League and they um, 
when they get into Europa League, which would be the best outcome for us, because then they still have the same number of games. Uh, Lyon is the is the is the is the unknown. Um, Peter Bosch is a, is a very highly rated coach. He's, he plays quite similar football, but they've not strengthened because they're broke. Um, and it's maybe likely that they will lose Aoua, Bruno Guimaraes, you know, a couple of those players. And who will they replace them with? Uh, I don't think with, a, with, with with no Champions League for the third year running, uh, sorry, second year running, they can't be as ambitious in their targets and they can't spend as much as as they did in the past when they went to get Bruno Guimaraes for 25 million and uh, Thiago Maia from Lille for 18 million and, and Renaud Adelaide for 25 million. I don't think they're going to be able to do those transfers. Um, and Juninho is just, he's a quack. He's a, he's a complete fraud. Long may, he, long may he stay there and continue to ruin their club. So I think Nice, nice yes, maybe. Um, I, I think my, 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 Guess and my hope, and, and maybe this will come true, is that it will. I think it will be quite similar to two years ago when lots of those teams were, were struggling and shitting the bed and finding their feet because um, they. I think a lot of those teams like Lyon, Montpellier, Nice, Lille, Saint-Étienne um, will be will be a bit inconsistent and will will win two games and then lose lose or draw the next two or something like that. Um, I think. I, I hope and I think that the way it's going to play out because of the, of the changes, as Julian said, the new coaches and the new playing staff at those clubs, we're, it's going to be us, PSG and Monaco, maybe running away with it fairly, I would hope so, fairly quickly. And then those teams playing catch-up. So just going back to Marseille, how are we feeling going forward? Are we excited about the kind of football that we're going to play this season? Are we excited about... Um, our prospects of having a good finish this season. Like I don't know how. You, how what do you think? What, is this a season to to look ahead with? Um, oh, I think I think considering mm, I think considering what what we've had to go through like the last two seasons at least, and I mean since uh, the one we shall not name, he, you know, was our president and etc. Like. Just to have like like finally someone that is obviously at least competent like like Pablo Longoria as a president and and all the all the, the nice players that that he brought in and this new energy and 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 Sao Paulo and etc and this sort of football we like in Marseille this 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 you know this attacking crazy inventive football at least we hope we're gonna get um, you know it's hard not to be a bit enthusiastic maybe some people are getting a bit like carried away. Um, obviously, but that's, you know, that, that, that's the social networks, you know, that's, and a lot of young people, et cetera, but they get easily carried away. But, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm excited. I haven't, I haven't been that excited uh, by a new season since, uh, I, I think quite a long time, quite, quite many years. Uh, Julien, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. We, we never get too excited or, or ridiculous. No, 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 you guys. No, no. No, no, I say in Marseille, it just doesn't exist, mate. There's ah. no, no, never any exaggeration. <laughs> never, never, ever. <laughs> um, you're, you're right. I think, um, yes, yes, I'm, I'm optimistic with the style of football. I think at the very least we'll be entertained. Um, I think I think we will also be recording a few episodes where maybe we'll be scratching our heads going, how did we draw 4-4 against Angers at home? What the fuck was on Pauli? Why did, why did you bring two wingers on and not, not shut up shop at the back and... Um, but at the same time, um, 
it's got to hold and it's got to, it's got, everybody's got to maintain the level of energy. I'm happy with the depth of the squad compared to previous seasons. I'm happy with the style of play, which, which seems like it's going to be very Bielta-esque, you know, try to outscore the opposition and hope that we're a bit more solid defensively with Saliba and Juan Perez sort of gelling well. Um, I, but but on, on the flip side, we're also under huge pressure and, and we can't fail um, because the impact of, of not getting Champions League qualification on the finances means that with all of the, the, the dodgy transfer structures that Longoria has put where we get a, a loan for, for Gendouzi and we, we pay for him next year or loads of players where we pay 1 million this year and then 10 million next, next year. Uh, Milik's one of them where we, we pay his transfer only next season. If we don't get that influx of catch from Champions League TV money... I think we'll be severely handicapped and it means that we'll, we, we won't be able to recruit um, potentially anybody next summer because we'll be paying for, for maybe some of the, the flops, sadly, from this summer if, that, if it goes tits up. So we have, to, we have to hope that we have a successful season, but we also have to have a successful season because there's no room for error in terms of the finances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm quite. I know you're going to laugh when I say this, but I, I do feel quite excited about what's ahead. I know Ben, you think that I just um, shit on everything that Marcy does, but I do actually think that there's a lot of good things going on. I do think that the football, it's not perfect, you know. It's and it's not. It's not Bielsa. I think sometimes that comparison is a little bit misleading. It isn't there, um, and it's not. We don't play at that sort of um, that level or that style, you know, for for the for the full ninety minutes ever. We kind of just sort of. Do you know what last season? Right, you remember on the podcast I said a number of times that I felt like we were like performing at a really high level for like 10-15 minutes in each half and then just dropping back and I feel like what we've seen over pre-season was that that sort of increasing to about 20-30 minutes per half you know um, and I think that we're going in the right direction but I, I don't I don't think that we're I don't think it's quite there it's not quite uh, as intense as what we had five years ago um, and there is a lot of chopping and changing in, in terms of the the, the, the tactical approach throughout the game um, which might um, make things a little bit confusing sometimes I think for, for the players themselves and, and could cost us points I, I believe but I actually feel quite positive I feel like what we're going to get is exciting games where we're going to score lots of goals but we're going to concede lots of goals and hopefully as you said we'll just outscore the opposition um, and I do think that we haven't seen providing the Macau goes smoothly um, in, the, in the remaining weeks we haven't seen the, our best 11 yet we haven't seen as you said Ben we've got no right back we haven't seen Lirola is, is Lirola coming back hopefully if he comes back put him on the right side that should make a big difference he was excellent um, when he came last season on loan and then we bring back Melik hopefully an attack we've got a proper focal point up front um, it should make a big difference so hopefully if we can bring those two players into the equation and we see the the, the eleven that we that they've built that they are hoping is going to be, you know, our first sight, our first team, um, all throughout the season, then I think it, it's looking quite it's looking quite good, isn't it? So yeah, 
yeah, there's a lot to be excited for, and, and not just on the pitch, off the pitch. I'm thinking about the fact that fans are coming back into the stadium. There just seems to be a, a, a feeling of excitement. Again, I'm using this word too much, but excitement about the season ahead. It feels like this is, you know, it's a good reason to be um, a football fan again, isn't it? We're seeing all these new players coming in. We're seeing attacking football. We're finally seeing fans back in the stadiums. We might actually get to go and see We're the game. Seeing a president that that. That you know knows something about football, and that that you know. Amen. Uh, after 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 the, uh, we're not gonna talk about Ero again, but after the, this, this shameful shameful experience with this person, it's it's such a relief. I know behind you know he's he's not a saint and he's not a perfect person, and 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 some some things might even backlash, as you said, if things don't work out. But um, just to see the 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 energy that that he's putting into his job and. Uh, you know that's it's nice to have a front that you're not ashamed of it's just that like a front person that you can actually like trust i think so i think yeah no i think i understand what you mean um yeah and i think that's probably how everyone feels isn't it that uh, he's very much been embraced um after Eho. so there's lots of good things going on isn't there and i think what we're certainly going to get is uh probably I think we're going to get better football than we've had in the last couple of seasons and I think um, yeah that's that's definitely a plus isn't it it's definitely better than what when we I, I don't know I, I I don't want to 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 think too negatively about the past because I think about how we spoke when we did this episode last season we were going into the Champions League and we'd had a solid seat half season <laughs> so I don't want I think you can kind of you can get a bit clouded you know by um, when you look by the past, can't you? Because of how things turned out. But I think certainly we can. I think we all know that we're going to get something fun to watch, and that's it. That's I guess that's why we watch football, isn't it? So um, yeah, we might even see boxing just, um... skills from Sam Pauli. Yeah. <laughs> how many how many red cards will Sam Pauli get over the season? Yeah, that that could be a trivia. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That would be a good bet. Yeah, quite a few. A good bet. Um... But yeah, it was interesting. I, 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 he looked like he was gonna gonna knock the shit out of Emery the other night. Emery, yeah. um, I've just I was just gonna say if you if you want to finish off on a piece of news, uh, it's just been published. Apparently, so we've gone up from having 160 million of budget last season to 250 million this year. Something and I'm, interesting I'm sort of going on there. Yeah, I'm, I'm scratching my head going, what? Hashtag Von <laughs> Well, well if, if we'd have qualified for the Champions League, I'd, I'd understand. But I'm just thinking... Very peculiar. Where's, where's right. the source? Well, um, it's, I've just put it in the group. It's being shared by um, a number of people on, on social media. Um, hang on, who's the source? Yeah, have a look. Um, yeah, I had a couple of, sort of quick questions to fi- finalise the, um, the episode. So, uh, one... Well... Let's do our predictions. Like, where do you think you're, we're going to finish this season? So, what position? Uh, who wants to go first? I can go. I can go. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be very optimistic, and I'll say second. Yeah, I think I'm also going to say second. Actually, I, but my the, as the cliche goes, my uh, my my heart is saying second. I think my. Brain is probably saying that is ridiculous, and it's probably going to be more like third or fourth. But even then, that's good. exactly. Um, but yeah, I feel, right now I feel like second is is doable. I feel like we can be better than everyone else, bar PSG, probably. So yeah, why not second? Oh, top of top of the league, lads! Come on, 
top of the league. No, 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 no. Uh, I agree with you guys, um, but I, I, I was you're, you've stolen my analogy, Steph. I was going to say the same thing. Heart, heart says second, head says third or fourth. Um, but but if if it's if it's third, but we've pushed for second, or or we've challenged for the title right down until the last five six games, then I'll take third any day. With Sunday's Sorry. game coming up against Montpellier, what are you so, predicting? Steph, sorry, when, um, sorry, just to finish on the predictions shall we shall we try and guess how far we'll go in Europe I forgot about Europa League yeah um I what, would what do you think Steph I think uh let's let's win the bloody thing <laughs> no I think like I, I think we yes. could go I think we could go far right I think this is the kind of team that could do well in a cup run so why not say we'll go final I'm gonna say it yeah we'll get to the final but we'll lose the final, final. <laughs> I'll that, say the, semi-final. Yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll have a bit of a joker. That that's going to depend of the season in the in the Ligue 1, of course. Because if we're challenging for the title in the Ligue 1, I really wouldn't mind if we don't even, you know, if we get kicked out of the groups even. But uh, if we are struggling in Ligue 1 and we are like fifth or, or God forbid even worse or not even battling for something, then I hope we'll go really far in the cups and especially in Europe, of course. So you're not given an actual prediction? <laughs> no, no, that was my way to avoid. Oh, let's say quarterfinal. Come on, this is it's, it's the Quarters. first episode. We'll give you some slack, Julian. We'll give you some slack. You know, you yeah. You're quarterfinals. Confident. <laughs> I cut the I I, I cut in the minutes. Mm-hmm. Final question is next week, uh, next Sunday, Montpellier. What's the score going to be? Hello. Uh one zero for Marseille. Okay, uh, Ben. What about you? Two two zero for Marseille because Montpellier are going to be missing Savanier and quite a few other players. Okay, I'm going to say three one Marseille because we okay. have to score goals and uh, we are likely to concede goals. So I was thinking three two, but now that you said that players are missing for Montpellier, I think yeah, three one rather than three two. Okay, yeah, so exciting. Yeah, it feels like we're all. Um, we're all feeling positive. We're all feeling good about what's ahead. So really good. Whether or not we'll be in this mood as the the season goes on, I doubt it. Um, anyone who's listened to the podcast over the last two and a half years will, will know that's unlikely to to stay that way. But you know, um, long may it last. So yeah, thanks very much, uh, guys, for uh, joining the show tonight. Um, and thank you everyone for listening and we'll get another episode hopefully out there after the Montpellier game so we'll definitely look to cover the opening game of the season next week. Um, yeah, thank you and good night. Thank you guys. Thanks everyone.